Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Onward and Upward, a Kansas City podcast. My name is Blake Rumsey, and I'm the host of this program. Today is July 27th of 2019. This is episode 11. I, uh, I hope you all listening are having a great summer so far and a great day. I, uh, I personally uh, had a problem last night with a ve- my vehicle. I, uh, for the first time in many years, uh, messed up messed up my car not in an accident but with somebody else but with but uh, running with a with a street curb that I was not paying attention to and so gonna have to go deal with it a- after this but uh, yeah otherwise you know life is good summer's good it's a little cooler today than in other days and uh, th- this this week or this month it's been pretty friggin hot as many of you know but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's dive into it. Uh, I I personally have a a, a, rev, a review. A uh, let's let's talk about or not a review, but just let's. I'd like to talk about my experience at uh, a new Kansas City favorite, uh, a fast growing, uh, or quickly becoming one of the most popular uh, barbecue spots in Kansas City. Uh, many of you have heard of it. It's called Slaps. It's on Strawberry Hill in KCK in Kansas City, Kansas. Stands for Squeal Like a Pig is what it stands for. But uh, I uh, two Sundays ago, uh, or no, yeah, two Sundays ago, I happened to go to two slaps uh, with friends after after a day at church, and we uh, we got to experience the wonders of slaps. I I usually as Maybe some of you remember. Uh, I've talked about I'm not. I love barbecue. I've lived here basically my whole life. I I love barbecue, but I find it usually unsatisfactory at the end that I feel like I shouldn't have ate something, and it's I feel bad and like I need to go take a shower. <laughs> and I have found, yeah, just it's not. It's it's one. It's wonderful when it's good, but it's not my favorite thing. Uh, there's uh, like sushi. I think I love more than barbecue consistently on a consistent basis, uh, for instance. So, but it was not so this day. It slaps, slaps, my friends. If you have not heard of it or been to it, is uh, it's been around for four and a half years, I think, maybe five. Maybe it's older than that, and it just recently got big. But I think it's like four years, and five years, and so slaps. Is it's it's like every barbecue joint, but it's not like the guys that are in it now. They are like on the Food Network now, and some deal with Bobby Flay and some competition thing. And they they did some big thing with I think Kraft or somebody that makes barbecue sauces like that. They did a, they went to like four different barbecue pitmasters in the United States for all the big major ones like Texas, you know Memphis. North Carolina. Well, Kansas City, they picked them to help develop their barbecue sauce. And so they, they just really exploded locally and nationally uh, in, in uh, notoriety and uh, uh, credentials for their, their level of quality. And folks, I experienced that. I, uh, my buddy was telling me, he's like, hey, man, I usually... Uh, don't like ribs and this was the most amazing pork ribs I've ever had and so I was like I can't wait I've been wanting to try this place for forever and in fact Nate and I one time with some other friends had went and I ended up even getting any food I ended up talking to this uh, Saudi uh, medical student for at, at the coffee shop split log across the street for an hour while they were munching on their barbecue that they bought but anyway because uh, there's lines out the door it's like uh Ken, uh, Joe's Kansas City in that regard, uh, but anyway, I uh, I got there on their menu. I personally got after waiting in line for so long. I got a uh, the three rib and burnt ends platter and with some fried pickles and what else did I get? I got oh, oh yeah, and I got uh, I got coleslaw and. Oh, I got baked beans also, and it was incredible. I would—I have not been this surprised by uh, by barbecue in my whole life, as, as far as its quality. Um, anybody that is aware of barbecue that's 
in a culture of barbecue like this town knows that if you want really good barbecue, you go to somebody's house, you go and hang, you know, you go to somebody's, you know, get together, they bring it into work or somewhere, and you have somebody else's stuff they made at home. Why? Because they're able to put more attention on it because they can allow it to go for days, you know, as opposed to like overnight, like most barbecue joints do, because they just simply can't. Um, they'd have to have a massive amount of smokers, a lot. I mean, it would just be, it's a lot. So this, though, was different, and the ribs I had were pork ribs, and the burn-ins were just incredible. And I'm usually not impressed by most burn-ins from barbecue joints. I find them usually, like, rather disappointing. This was a different story, and I loved it. Everything that I had was amazing. And uh, if you have not been to Slaps, if you're a Kansas City resident and you have not been to Slaps and you love barbecue, you have to go immediately. Don't waste your time with other stuff. Go do that and then talk about it later. Send us a shout-out if you want and say what you think. Um, but I highly recommend you do that. And the, it's, it's, it's great. And the it, price, it was like 12 bucks or something. I don't remember. It wasn't that much. I, it, was, it was a decent price. And, yeah, um, I just wanted to, to voice my, my love of slaps. And... Get out, get the word out there that you should, uh, you should go, you should very much go. So slaps, get up there. It's off of Central, if I'm not mistaken, in in on Strawberry Hill. So has a great view of downtown and is right across from a great little coffee shop, Split Log, as I said. So anyway, I want you to go check that out. And I and last night uh, before my fender bender, which is not, they're not correlated, okay, uh, was I went to Lifted Spirits. Uh, after a stop at the outpost at Collective X uh, and ch- having some coffee and getting a bunch of reading done, um, my buddy Ian Bauer, who works at uh, Lifted Spirits with his lady Emily, they both work uh, there. Uh, he's on production side. She's on the bar side. Um, he came in and we were talking. He's like, dude, I'm going to be across the street. Come over and hang out. So I was like, oh, man, cool. So I hadn't been to Lifted Spirits in a long time, and was very happy with the the vodka infused like almost cherry limeade drink that I had and it was a summer deal special for the day and and I also had some some uh, wheat some regular whiskey of theirs and it was great and I had a great time uh it's great space and I and I bring it up because everybody's familiar with Tomstown they're familiar with with Rieger now and with uh with restless spirits in North KC, and you know a lot of the stuff up in Weston. You know they've got the not, not that McClinics is a great place to go getting that stuff because we all everybody knows McClinics is garbage, but it's our garbage. So um, there's there's all this stuff, but are these these the ones everybody's familiar with? But I think and, and oh and SD Strong out of Parkville and the and the like. There's there's a lot of great distilleries that we have. And but this one, um, Lifted Spirits, is oftentimes forgotten. I've found it's and nobody really talks about it much. And I I think it's a, a lovely space. Their their tasting room's cool and uh, it's it's in the East Crossroads and that's you know the area that's blowing up the quickest. And they're the only distillery over there. And yeah, I I uh, I think that I'd, I'd like to just give a shout out to them that I think you know to share the love because I think they're I think they're a great spot and they they have um, a really great product overall and uh, gins and otherwise and definitely should go and check them out. They're open pretty much every day of the week and uh, except for I think on Sundays, but they have they have some great drink specials and yeah I I think you should go check them out. Ian and Emily are great people, and the rest of the staff are pretty chill and cool. So, yeah, tell them, uh, tell them Blake from Onward and Upward sent you if you happen to go. If, or maybe you've heard of them and you just forgot they were around. So, anyway, they're off of Cherry. For those of you who don't know, they're off of uh, 17th and Cherry. So I highly recommend, uh, if you happen to be over there going to Mission Tacos or something, and you don't want to go to a brewery, the you know the two that are right there or three that are right there uh four four that are right there uh go go check them out they they're awesome so anyway i i just want to give a shout out to those two companies and say yeah keep up the good work
onwards to the news. Our our uh, our scope today is 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 uh is fairly it's not it's it's pretty it's fairly broad I guess it's not really that broad I don't know it's it's a there's a lot there's a lot of interesting things going on lots of little bits because at first this these past two weeks I thought man there's not a whole lot going on and all of a sudden blah, 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 all these things start popping up um, the first we're gonna do is in regards to Berkeley Riverfront Park. So Berkeley, for those of you who know, is northeast of the River Market. It's right there on the river. Um, it's just across the highway from, on the other side of the highway from Capri, Isle of Capri. And, excuse me, Berkeley is currently, uh, or as there's been some, some developments and things leaked out into the city development sphere about, and it's been talked about publicly about, the, the next few phases of the river of the, the riverfront and that as we talked about last episode that there was a parcel open between four apartments between Barquet, which is the uh, dog park and bar that's over there and the current development that's already there the union I believe is what it's called so there's a space there but there's actually two because I've seen a map of it as of uh, as of the past week I've seen a map of the whole deal there's Two spots there. There's an off. There's more offices. There's also a hotel planned for over there. That is, uh, and I think the hotel portion is what maybe was listed as going to be much much taller. And in previous podcasts, <clears throat> the number podcast, I don't remember which one it was. We talked about this that it's been taken down since then. But there was an architecture firm that had that was working on that project that had some concept art for a 14 story building right next to Berkeley or to uh, the Union Apartments. So there's a lot going on there, and I would assume by the end of the year we're going to see some official announcements on on buildings, hotel, office, uh, residential. And, yeah, so it's, it's an uh, exciting time there, down there. The, the, the riverfront, or the streetcar uh, also uh, recently has had some more talk because Isle of Capri is potentially... Uh, there's more interest in them potentially <clears throat> paying to have the streetcar come to them. So we'll go right through. It wouldn't just stop in Berkeley Riverfront Park. We'll go under the bridge and right over to them. Um, I'll be honest, I don't really care because I think casinos are a blight and that they're not that great personally. Uh, I think they they have shown that they're rather useless and that is no... That is no slight to the people who work at Isle of Capri. I just think that casinos are, that they're just not great and that they suck. They haven't done much for this city. And uh, we, in any spectrum, I don't see how that's really helped. Um, it was more of just a money-making scheme by by big, big moneyed people from other parts of the country. So uh, I'll leave that be. But that's uh, that's that's uh, that's what's going on at Berkeley. So we hopefully will be seeing some more announcements about this very soon. And uh, if we make our way over to the River Market, the the next bits I have are from there. At four one five Delaware C. That's uh, that's I think that's the particular uh, uh, spot number or spot letter in there. Uh, it's a former hair salon. The there is a new uh, company going in there, a new retail spot uh, that is going into that spot. So that's on the main drag of Delaware there. So along the streetcar line next to the stop, you know, you got Elatsarone, Tribe, Daily Nada, the farmhouse, and specifically that's right between or where this particular one sits in between Key and Betty Ray's. The there's a company called Kate. Kate is a women's boutique uh, retail store uh, for clothing, obviously, uh, that is being started by a Miss Abby Flores, the owner of Coco and Lady Buy in Brookside. And according to Kevin Collison at City Scene KC, is, uh, she's combining the best of both sister stores, quote, in a boutique named after a strong woman she admires, which is Catherine Hepburn. And this was hopefully... Uh, going to open next month. That's the plan. So sometime, 
excuse me, sometime in August. And yeah, this is this is a new, yet again, another space that has become empty. That uh, that <clears throat> pardon me. That Craig Salasson, the owner of Epoch, um, <clears throat> has been able to find to fill in a, a vacant space. And for all of the annoyance with the time it is taking for that parking lot to be redeveloped and and all these things, as far as what he currently owns that are current buildings that exist, <clears throat> he's done an amazing job. You have all these spaces, including Freestyle Poke and Maiden KC that's also going in to that street, the, little, the old streetcar that's there on the corner. You have all this stuff going in, and it's uh, it's really revitalizing the west end of the river market, and which is even more so than I think Walnut has really become the hub of traffic, <clears throat> really become the hub of the of Rivermark re really is that particular, that particular drag. And outside of, outside of <clears throat> the, the river market, city market square itself. Anyway, <clears throat> the, this space will be great because we need more retail down there that's clothing and things like that. It's, there's, there's not a lot and, you know, it's, 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 I think, a far better use of a space than another, than another hair care facility. Like hair, Hairspray Cafe is what the space was called. And uh, something that is, according to the articles, I think that is much better use of the space is bringing um, West Coast fashion styles and East Coast fashion to, to this particular particular spot and as I as I've said the past few episodes that retail especially clothing I think is a big deal for downtown from crossroads to river market we need more of that stuff and you know like we talked about made mob and and uh, made in KC and Charlie hustle and West Side Story and all these different companies that have stuff down there that are trying to kind of revitalize the old garment district ethos not e or not Ethos, but that once thriving industry that the city was famous for at one point. We were one of we were the spot pretty much in the in the world for what we were doing. This was in our grandparents' lifetime, guys. So that and for some of us, our parents. So that's that's something that we should be hoping for. And you know, and it's so it's good to see that not just Houndstooth and. Uh, is you know is the only clothing company down there, but there's now something for women too that's uh, akin to said thing. So um, I wish I wish as I've talked about before that we had more of like a a some sort of a, a street you know where all of this stuff was located, like a lot of a lot of uh, cities have, where it's just one main drag. You know, Paris and London. And Milan and uh, St. Petersburg and New York all have these sorts of things where it's the you know like the you know the closest thing we have in Missouri I think is Delmer Loop in St. Louis where it's a long strip entertainment district kind of deal and there's just tons of retail along it of different kinds and but for to have like a fashion district I wish that we had something like that again because we once did in fact Troost I think in some ways fit that bill as did the garment district back in the day and now that's unfortunately all died but hopefully we can resurrect those at least in certain aspects again in this new renaissance of that Kansas City has so uh, good deal for uh, Miss Flores and her new project Kate and uh, you can visit her other stores Coco at 112 West 63rd Street and Lady Bye at 6245 Brookside Plaza so for those of you who ladies that are looking for uh, clothing boutiques out, you know wanting to know more there you go so the uh, and it's and there is potential potential that this spot could have tailoring. They're not sure yet. There's, uh, according to the article, they're still looking into that. But anyway, Kate, go and uh, ladies be ready and guys be ready to spend some money. <laughs> so 
Let's, uh, we're going to move on now to our next article of news. So at 3rd and Delaware, so just up the street, back up to, to the front of the block, the Slauson, Craig Slauson, the guy brought Kate, the store, into River Market, is, uh, has won approval from, or endorsed, has been endorsed by Port KC, who handles a bunch of the property downtown uh, as, a, as a government organization, has approved his uh, office building that uh, at 3rd and Delaware there on the cro- at the crossroad there in that parking lot the, on the northwest corner. That uh, We talked about this last week that this was being put out there and stuff. Well, now Port KC has, in fact, endorsed it. So it goes now. That's It's one tiny step through a bunch of other steps before that happens but that's that's happened so um, good for him and we'll see hopefully another uh, parking lot filled in hopefully in the next couple years the and so that's all I really have on that I uh, also want to jump down to uh, to garment district to Ninth and Broadway to the Hyatt Hyatt uh, Hotel that's going in there. I don't remember which Hyatt brand it is, to be honest with you, um, but it is a Hyatt uh, hotel. It is going in at uh, there at the corner in that little parking lot next to where the Google Fiber stencil is at. It'll be right where that spot is. Uh, Thirteen story building, I believe, is the number, and. That has one approval and is on its way to starting construction. Oh, it's not one approval. That already happened. Uh, I meant to say it has put out a, a permit to the city for construction. And so hopefully in the next month or two, we'll see a uh, parking lot closed and hopefully start seeing some, some earth-moving equipment in that little parking lot and start seeing some stuff come up out of the ground. So... Uh, exciting stuff there because that'll be a big deal and will <clears throat> bring a lot more uh, a lot more economic uh, vibrancy to that corner and to the businesses there on the on Broadway and also no parking lot as as mentioned in the past episode where this was talked about no no parking lot it's it's going to be just the building itself and they'll use the parking around the area and with a valet service to fill that so which is a great use we don't need any more freaking parking lots in certain certain places so that's uh, that's great news uh I'd like to jaunt our way down the street to and over a couple blocks to a big brouhaha that's happened at power and light Cordish has uh, has made a, a stink, apparently, supposedly, uh, or not, depending on the source you're talking to, about the Copacan and Brooks H&R Block uh, partnership at Strata. The office complex has been uh, has been put on hold by Copacan and Brooks. They have actually asked for the whole thing to go back to committee apparently, and re-voted on in some form because they are rethinking the project. And Cordish has apparently raised a stink because they they believe they have a right to, they should be the ones to develop that property because they already had all the stuff with Power and Light. It's a part of Power and Light. But the thing is, why this even happened was H&R Block has right, the right to use the property and to build on it first. And if they don't use it by a certain amount of time, then they then it goes to, uh, I believe, to Cordish. Well, they chose not to go with Cordish. They chose to do it with Copacan and Brooks. And apparently, according to the rumor mill, uh, from some sources at Casey Rag, they're not H&R Block and Cordish are not fans of each other in the slightest. And because I have a feeling that when I don't know this for certain, but I be, I wouldn't be surprised if Power and Light was actually built. Uh, was being built at the same time for H&R Block, and they didn't actually had Cordish really kind of figured out yet. Those two entities were not were merged together. Not Cordish went and sought out, you know, the H&R Block. I don't think that's how it went down. So 
there's a stink about that. And so Cordish has also put the hold on three light, believe it or not, for this reason. And so now it's on hold until this other thing can be resolved. And which is just crazy. We were about to have two major projects a couple blocks from each other, about you know, starting in the next few months. And now, because of this, there's a stalling of the whole thing. And hopefully we'll get some more details on that in the, in the following weeks. I hope this gets resolved soon. This stuff has to be built because we need this stuff downtown. And, and the discussion has been among city development nerds and you know, uh, aficionados in the city that you know maybe, maybe Copacan and Brook should have instead been working on the their uh their 13th or 12th and grand you know 13th and grand uh tower first the twisty tower as they call it that's right next you know right uh across the street from the sprint center and instead of instead of doing uh this this project first and letting cordish and h&r block work that out and they didn't instead they did the other. Now, my bet is it's because the investment, they already had H&R Block lined up. There would be a partner in it. They wouldn't have to spend as much money. And the foundation's already built, so it wouldn't take as long. That's probably why they thought of this. And it, was, and it isn't as big and ambitious a project as their 1034 uh, office space on top of that parking garage on Main Street could be. So hence why I think that was chosen. They have a partner in the, in the money side. And so I think in the, in the fact it's pre-existing. Those two things combined are why the reason I think that happened. Uh, we'll see what comes out of this. Could Copacan and Brooks drop it? Possible. Could Cordis drop it? Probably more than likely. Uh, maybe they'll try to get some deal out of the city. Who knows? I mean, this is all political games in some ways, and there is an aspect of you know, hey, this you know, this is kind of doing an injustice to us. So I don't blame Cordis in that. Um, but I, you know, we don't know all the stuff going on behind the scenes. We can only get bits and pieces from people who are in the know on those things that are in the company or in or know the people associated with them, or whatever is officially published. So the, so this, this drama ensues, the, the, two, the, two ta- the, the, the two towers, you know, like the Lord of the Rings. It's these, two, this, this, these two things are now on hold. So hopefully this gets taken care of soon, as I said. I, it just needs to be done. We need, we need an office tower. We, it, apparently, according to uh, what was told in the deal, Copacan and Brooks has, I think, three or four business uh, uh, companies already lined up, some from out of state. Hopefully that means from somewhere outside of the Kansas-Missouri bi-state area. Uh, that's not We're just not poaching people from across state line, but from the West Coast, the East Coast, the North, you know, Chicago or something, Texas. Uh, the, these companies, like one was going to rent half of Strata, the other bit was going to be divvied up between, I believe, two or three companies. And that would have been amazing. Now, hopefully, that could be switched over. Who, who knows? It's all speculation. It's all speculation. But, I, yeah, this is an important project. I cannot emphasize that enough. It is extremely important to the, to the health of downtown and to the outward health of Kansas City at large. Because, as we've talked about many times, it's a ripple effect, guys. Your core... Is where is your core? At your core, that's what something is, right? Your city core, your urban core, is where the primary part of the city is. It is where the the culture of the city resides, the who you are, and then everything out of that is is uh, is is added on, is a bits, is echoes of that, or is uh, relies on that. That's why they call it an anchor city, guys. So. Let's hope and pray that ends soon. Um, and if Copacan and Brooks or Cordish people happen to hear this podcast, please get your shit together um, for our sakes and others. We want to see you succeed. We want, we want to see these building, buildings be built. We want to see a thriving downtown and not waste more time, especially when we don't know when an economic you know, downturn is going to happen. It could be any time now, especially with property stuff right now. That, that, bur- that bubble's going to burst at some point, folks. It's going to happen, and we're overdue at this point for one. So better now than never. So that being said, let's make our way to 
12th and Grand to a facility that is uh, currently under construction as of uh, recently. Uh, I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but over at on Grand next to next to the uh, not the foundry, but uh, the Belfry across from Kobe Q and uh, the cigar. Uh, the uh, what is that the cigar box I believe the this particular project actually it's it's a uh, it's down the street from there that's what I meant to say it is uh, two doors down from Messenger and across from Resurrection Church uh, that is six twelve Grand Boulevard is uh, that building is set to be offices and some retail um, it's two buildings one's one story one is three stories the that building is coming along very well. They took the whole facade off the 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 uh, the first the uh, the smaller building, the single story building, which is uh, which is sixteen sixteen. Its its facade's completely gone. They've they have they have put new frontage on the building. It looks like it's set back in a little more. Um, and the other building, they've everything's been has been gutted and it's just going and. I don't know what the exact end project is going to look like. There's been concept renderings online, but they look really cartoony and something out of the 90s like in their design, so it looks rather silly. So I don't think that's really what it's supposed to look like unless everything's going to be some neon, you know, vaporwave-looking colors. Uh, but anyway, that uh, that is the current stand- status on that. It's coming along pretty well. Looks like it'll be done some prop. Yeah, by this time next year it'll be it'll be complete. So probably more like spring would be my guess, but I don't know. Could be sooner than that. Uh, so I wanted to uh, yeah I wanted to throw that out there as well. Uh, on our eighth uh, piece that we're talking about is eighteen twenty two Maine. So that as well was approved by Port KC at the same time as the Third and Delaware project. Uh, 1822 Maine, as we've talked about last week, was a project that involved the Stuvi Siegel uh, uh, Siegel uh, Hansen uh, Law Office. Their their you know this was their building project. They're going to be headquartered there, and we'll have two other floors for other companies. And this was approved by Port. This was endorsed by Port KC, so it's going on to the next stage of stuff with the city. So that project is also going on. Um, wanted to throw that out there. Uh, and then also, uh, just this past week, or maybe it was, it's been over a week, uh, the Rochester Roasting and Brewing Company, it, which is down in the west end of the crossroads, has opened its doors. That, per, uh, that particular company uh, is the newest player on uh, on the coffee and brewing scene there. Uh, it's at 2129 Washington uh, is the is the address. They've opened their doors with their coffee, so they're open, I believe, at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. 7 a.m., I believe. And they're open till uh, 5 o'clock, I believe, every day. Or no, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock every day. They just the other day, like two days ago, started the brewing process with their with their co- or with their uh, beer. So when that's done and they start getting that off the ground and it's ready to go, they will then be open till like ten o'clock, I believe, was the established hours. So that's that's going down. The, the coffee shop, from what I've seen in pictures, looks great. It uh, it has some work to do. I looked at the I looked in the windows back on first Friday because I had to, I parked across the street from it and. My lady and I, we went over there and looked at it, and it looks, it, it looks, it looks great inside. It just is very sparse right now. There's not a lot in there. So as far outside of seating and stuff, it needs a little more decor, aesthetically, I think, to give it something that really stands out. It actually reminded me a lot, a, a much more redux version as far as they just don't have a lot in there right now on the walls or anything. It reminded me of a coffee shop that is in North or North Little Rock called Mugs Cafe. It uh, kind of reminded me of that, except uh, very different, very different in a lot of ways, but it's, it's kind of feel was similar, a little more, a uh, little more uh, amber colored or, you know, oak, 
oaky looking than, uh, in color than Mugs Cafe, but it had that same vibe. Um, and yeah, just it looks it looks good. Uh, I, I when I'm not working, I want to get over there sometime. I, I could have today, but I was meeting with some people, so that's that didn't happen. But one of these days, very soon, I'm going to be checking that out and uh, giving it a giving it a uh, yeah a try and and hopefully a uh, an up a uh, status report and a judgment from me on this program. So that's that's going on. Uh, so I, uh, I highly recommend go to check out the Rochester, at least for now. I don't know what it's like. I don't know how their coffee is, but go try it out. I know um, one of the I know I th one of the guys that works there. I don't know what his position is now, but Mark Prost, he and, him and I used to work, or he and I used to work for Caldies together back in the day, about five years ago. So uh, and he's he worked for a long time at the Colony and other places. So uh, he's uh, he's very well experienced. He's a very experienced barista. Um, yeah. So I would. Uh, they seem like guys that are pretty passionate about what they do. So and the roaster I believe has some experience in coffee roasting, as does the brewmaster. They've they both have had some some experience in some ways with this stuff. So that's also a plus. So. The Rochester, go check it out, and yeah, on to the the next bit. So, at Linwood, there is a building called the Acme Building. Uh, some of you may be familiar with this. It is one of those 1920s, uh, beautiful. I think it's 1920s. Maybe it's just before. Maybe it's like late Art Nouveau. It's at 3200 Gillum Road. Uh, this building is, was announced recently, uh, this is from Kevin Collison at City Scene also, uh, that the building, which was a $4.8 million historic renovation, uh, is now the headquarters for the Kansas City Artists Coalition. And there's uh, 27 apartments with the building. Uh, this was a project of, uh, done by Exact Partners, that, that was the developer. And apparently, according to Collison, they've already uh, uh, they already have uh, 16, uh, 16 leased and seven already occupied apartments, and and four others are being used as Airbnbs. And yeah, just it uh, it's uh, it looks pretty cool inside. It's. I'd, I'd, I'd seen the stuff from driving on Gillum Road a lot, seen the construction across the way with the glass coming out and everything and uh, some scaffolding and stuff going around the building. But it looks beautiful. The, 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 the end result of this building from being a decrepit, boarded up, you know, shell of its former glory is now looks very beautiful. And so that's a great thing to celebrate, especially uh, over in that neighborhood in what they're calling the Tower East neighborhood. Uh, self. This is a self-given uh, title to that neighborhood, um, and yeah, it's uh, it's taking off. Uh, and I uh, I just wanted to announce it for those of you who are curious about what is going on with that building. Uh, I've obviously I haven't been in it, but I'd love to. I I love those that style, and it it looks quite quite stunning. So with that being said. Um, Wanted to go down the down the way to uh, 301 31st Street, which uh, that's the address. It's a building that is set to be remodeled into office and retail by a by a developer, and this uh, the. This particular building used to be ice building, I think. No, it was um, it was uh, called Linwood Ice Cream. That's right. That's right. Linwood Ice Cream, and it was uh, yeah. Uh, there's old pictures of it. If you look it up, it's a two story building. Right now, if you look on City Street View for the building, which is 325 uh, East 31st Street, uh, and it used to have the address apparently of 3100 Oak Street. The building, uh, which is near Kitty's Cafe and all that stuff, is it, it is this beige, ugly sucker. 
It has this ugly facade over the top. It looks horrible. And then you look at what's actually underneath the building and you go, oh my gosh, this is what it, that's what potentially is under there, at least according to this old, I think it's, it looks like it's mid to late 30s photograph. And you're like, damn, how did that, how did we, you know, how did we, how did that happen? Uh, what a sad, what a sad turn of events for something like that. But the building looks quite, uh, quite pretty from the outside. But there's a developer that is turning, and I don't have the specs on that. That's this is going on through permits and things like that. That the uh, the owner wants to turn it into various uh, levels of retail uh, and an office, like office above, retail below. And apparently the block behind it could, is going to be developed into apartments because there's a whole vacant section along the street there, along Oak, that has not been developed. It's just an empty lot, and so that's, I think, attached to the property, and they want to turn that into apartments. Is, is currently, oh, the Velvet Freeze property, that's what it was called. There we go. <laughs> uh, that is... That is the that was the old the old name by the time it was closed when it was shut down and all this stuff that's what it, that was the last name of the building after Linwood Ice Cream so the building um, yeah the building with restored could look amazing and there's and there's a lot if you look at 31st Street there's a lot of amazing stuff on that street that when developed would really just stand out and and really make that area stick out and for instance the old laughagram studios walt disney's first business he ever owned is right on 31st street at forest and you can notice it because they have an old uh cartoony looking version like 30 style version of walt disney on the outside his laughagram studios where he shot the alice cartoons which were a mix of the live action and cartoons were done there and the business failed this was in the early 20s and then, or mid, mid, uh, yeah, or, or like 1923, 24, he then moved to Los Angeles to go and work for, I believe, Universal to go and do these cartoons, which were uh, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, for those of you who are familiar with Disney history. And which was back several years ago, multiple years ago, was bought, was the rights to Oswald were bought back by the Disney company from Universal by Universal NBC by trading. Al Michaels, the 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 sports broadcaster and and commentator, trading a cartoon character for the rights of him exclusively as a as a commentator to Universal NBC. So that's 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 funny aside, but in fact, Al Michaels made a joke about how you know I got traded for a cartoon character, but is and they haven't really done a whole lot with him other than it's some video games and some appearances at the park. They haven't done a whole lot, which is sad, but. Anyway, it was funny, but yeah. So this is this is also Laughergrams, where supposedly Walt had a mouse that he had as a pet there, and that he named Mortimer, and then that's where this was the influence for Mickey Mouse uh, a couple years later. That's that's not one hundred percent official, but that's what Disney himself basically said, and what his family said, and people who knew him said. So. Yeah, so that's uh, the 31st is an important street to Kansas City. It was a main thoroughfare, kind of like 18th Street or Linwood, and that's, it has a lot of history. A lot of stuff has happened on it, and uh, there's a lot of buildings that it should be restored. I mean, one of them that I've wanted to talk about but I haven't mentioned is uh, there's a project near there called or a, a new business called Sister Anne's. It's a coffee shop, but it's primarily a vinyl record store. And they have music there from time to time, like bands playing and stuff. I haven't been yet. Uh, sorry, I just touched my mic. I, uh, I haven't been yet personally, but I have heard uh, good things about it. I, I know guys in bands that hang out there from time to time. And uh, it, it seems like a cool spot. It's I think two ladies own it. And it yeah, from the road, it looks great. And it's a great use of that space. I think before it was pretty vacant, so... Anyway, just just an aside. Thirty first Street is is a great is a great street that has a lot of history, a lot of interesting things, and yeah, uh, definitely if you if you're uh, thinking about having a business and want to redevelop a building, that's a place to look. It's uh, it's an untapped market for sure. So anyway, that with that aside, I have another, one more one more piece. 
Yeah, I got one more P. Uh, I got, I got, yeah, I got, I got two more. We'll, we'll say two more here. Um, one is a new coffee shop uh, that has opened up that I had no idea existed until literally two days ago. And it's opened by the Maiden KC guys, but it's technically not a Maiden Kansas City brand. Technically, I don't, I don't think. I was kind of confused by the article, but it is over on the Kansas side, off of uh, Lee. <clears throat> what is it? Uh, Shawnee Mission Parkway. So, for those of you who have heard of the bookstore Rainy Day Books, it is located over there. Um, so it's not far onto the Kansas side, and it is a in a tiny, tiny, hidden away space, and it's not. It's yeah. I mean, it's I as I said, I didn't. I I don't even remember how I came across this. I just did. It just popped up, but uh. Ah, in fact, here is the article in question from Shawnee Mission Post from several weeks ago, actually, the 10th. So the owners are uh, uh, Keith Bradley and, uh, and yeah, that's the main guy. And it's uh, the official address here is... Is 53rd and uh, 53rd West 53rd Street in Fairway. Yeah, so 2718 to so 2718 West 53rd Street. So right, right over there next to the Pride Cleaners, which is basically next to Rainy Day Books and all that at the where the where the Shawnee Mission goes. It turns. So uh, Tyler Enders, uh, Keith Bradley, and Thomas McIntyre. Uh, uh, wanted to put something in that neighborhood that wasn't there. It was There was a, something miss, missing, and they wanted to make it... Uh, uh, they wanted to put their own little spin on a, on, a, uh, on a neighborhood coffee shop. And they're using Post Coffee as uh, their espresso, and then Thou Mayest for, their, for the rest of their stuff, drips and all that. They're using Hugo Tea, and they, but they're also selling alcohol. They have Guinness, Boulevard, and other stuff. And cocktails, because that's the other thing is they're, they're, they are a bar. And they, they also have products that they're selling, local products, because it is the Made in KC guys, so what do you, you, know, you would expect that. But the, if you look at the shop, it's really cool, guys. It's, these guys were inspired by their time in Colorado. Um, they, they, as, as the article says, and this, this article, so I can, you know, I want to shout out to the right people here. This is, as I should, Shawnee, the Shawnee Mission Post. It's by Leah Wancom. I believe is her name, and the, they were quoted as saying, uh, "All three of us owners have an affinity for Colorado and the Rockies, and go there regularly. And we know that a lot of other Kansas Cityans do as well. And so we want to kind of, kind of bring some of that feel to Kansas City." Um, the tentative hours of operation are 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Wednesday, 7 a.m. to midnight Thursday through Saturday, and 10 p.m. Uh, on Sunday. So that's pretty good hours. That's pretty late. And it's a tiny little space from the looks of it. It's really small. Um, but it looks so cool. It looks like a lodge. Like tiny space, looks like a lodge. You know, it has vaulted ceilings. Kind of like if you've been to Shio Ramen, how that is. It looks like that. But they've got, um, you know, they've got a taxidermed buffalo head. And it's, it's, it, it's, it's so cool looking. And I really want to go check it out. Um, they just opened up... Um, on the twentieth, so yeah, just a week ago. So, it I'm really I'm really impressed with this guy. So anyway, that's that's um, that's another place to check out. Kansas City Coffee keeps booming. As I said, it's got to go into the areas where nobody's at. And that's mainly the suburbs or urban areas. You didn't you you know that are starting to turn towards uh, a, a demographic that is interested in that sort of thing of having a a, a space away from home. So. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to uh, Feast from uh, uh, Feast Magazine pointed out. Uh, to uh, I wanted to give a shout out to the French bakery in uh, in Prairie Village or the French Market. French Market. My my apologies. 
the French market has uh, has got a new spot. They just did a, a reopening of it. Uh, the uh, uh, they have a much larger space than their original, which was pretty small. And they, uh, yeah, the the which I believe Noah Kiek is the owner, right? Yeah, and uh, and and. Yeah, it's a family affair. It's a family-run business, a French family from, I believe, Provence. So they uh, they have a new spot. It's it's expanded greatly, and uh, it's at 6943 Tomahawk Road, for those of you who are looking for that address. Um, so as I've said before, I'm not, a, I'm not uh, opposed to talking about the suburbs and their, co- and their, uh, their things. The, the French market is... Uh, is a cultural is something that Prairie Village has as a made-up suburban neighborhood that's called a town that has something that is a culture definer for that area, and so I want to highlight that. And I've been to the French Market before; it's cool. Their food I've had uh, through Nate because Nate's got affiliations with them is amazing, and uh, yeah, I'd. I, I highly recommend going and giving them a uh, a try and just perusing their store. So, anyway, uh, I just wanted to shout out that last deal at the end here. I, it was kind of spontaneous, but anyway, I uh, that's all I've got for today, folks. I don't have anything else to uh, to talk about. I uh, I hope that you have an excellent rest of your weekend and the, what's left of your July uh, as we go into August here. Um, stay cool out there. Hope you're having. Uh, hope you're doing a lot of leisurely things and just enjoying this weather while it lasts for what it is, even as humid and hell-like as it can be at times. And um, yeah, I uh, I hope that this the, this news is is helpful to you and and it, it's gives it's giving you a passion for the things of this city, wherever you're at, or if maybe you're thinking about moving here, maybe you're from out of town. Um, if you have any comments, questions, criticism, whatever, you can go to our Gmail account at streetwave with two Vs, streetwave at gmail.com. It'll go to Nate, and Nate will, Nate will uh, let me know, and we'll, we, uh, we, we can highlight those things. So um, really thank you for listening to the show. Thanks for supporting this program. Uh, yeah, I will catch you in two weeks with the next episode. And as always... As always, folks, know your city.